WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you went to a local school store or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. A woman is charged with second-degree murder and the death of a three-year-old after the child died while in her care in Coloma Township. The Coloma Township Police Department says officers were called to a home in the 6200 block of Beck Road on Monday on a report of a child not breathing. They arrived to find the child's father performing CPR on the three-year-old. The child was taken to Spectrum Health Lakeland Hospital in Waterville, where she was pronounced dead. The investigation revealed the child had been under the care of a home health care nurse named Judith Sobel. Sobel had been found lying next to the child in an incoherent state when the child's medical emergency was found. Police say the three-year-old breathed through a tracheal tube that was not attached when she was found. Sobel later admitted to police that she'd taken methamphetamine prior to being on duty with the child. Police also found meth in her purse. She's been charged with second-degree murder and possession of methamphetamines. She's in the Berrien County Jail awaiting arraignment. Chris Cook of Abenmarsh is taking over as the managing director of Harbor Shores. Cook comes to Harbor Shores following the departure of previous managing director Jeff Knoll and Jeff Gilbertson. Cook tells us he was at a point in his career where he could step back from Abenmarsh and seek to make a difference with the development he's worked on since inception. Just what a great development I think Harbor Shores is and all the good that they've done for the community thus far, and I wanted to be a part of that. Cook says that as a planner at Abenmarsh, he was involved with Harbor Shores since the beginning. His role with the development will be to guide it. I'll be responsible for kind of making sure that the remaining development parcels are developed in keeping with the mission there. The largest parcel that's left is what we call Parcel 2, which is the other parcel that's on the St. Joe River. Harbor Shore is now a residential and commercial development with an 18-hole golf course as its centerpiece was once 550 acres that included tax-reverted parcels, empty buildings, brownfield sites, and a Superfund site. Harbor Shore's operating committee member Pam Klein says Cook's been part of Harbor Shore since those days and most recently anchored the team that made $150,000 in improvements to the trail system. She says that he's welcome as the new managing director. A grant of more than $1.9 million has been awarded to Lake Michigan College by the U.S. Department of Education for LMC's Upward Bound program. LMC Upward Bound Director Adrian Hill tells us the program serves low-income, often first-generation college-bound students as they prepare for and enroll in higher education. They are open-minded to their future and what their career goals and what they're wanting to pursue and when it comes to furthering their education. Hill says Upward Bound starts working with students where, when they're in the eighth grade and holds weekly tutoring sessions focused on life in college. So we may be talking about selecting a college or what financial aid looks like and the differences between grants and scholarships. And then we dive into some other areas as well. So we may have a segment on mental health and coping skills and partner with Lakeland Bronson. Or, you know, we may do some volunteer activities. The students also spend a week living in a dorm. Hill says Upward Bound prepares the students for college so they succeed when they get there. LMC's Upward Bound program serves up to 78 students per year and started in 1995. The new federal grant will keep it going another five years. A new community center is being planned in Harbor Country, and organizers are now seeking community input to learn what kinds of programming should be offered. Harbor Country Community Center leader Katie Maroney tells us they don't have a building yet, but are working with the YMCA to start offering programming next year. She wants the new community center 
to serve Berrien County from the Indiana state line up to Bridgman and Baroda. We're kind of in what I would consider a dry zone for health and wellness. There actually are no doctor's offices within, I would even say, 20 minutes of the New Buffalo Three Oaks region, as well as affordable child care options. Most are waitlisted and full. Maroney says an online survey has been launched to learn about the area's demographics and needs. It'll be open through Labor Day, and everyone's asked to fill it out to help ensure that the Harbor Country Community Center serves local needs when it launches. You can find the survey at harborcountrycommunitycenter.org. The winners of this year's United Way of Southwest Michigan Community Volunteer Awards have been announced. United Way's Jennifer Tomshack tells us the new Judge Susan L. Dobrik Volunteer Leadership Award for Cass County has gone to Chris Bergen. And he helped develop Ross Beatty High School's first robotics team into one of the top teams of over 400 in the state of Michigan. Tom Jack says the Margaret B. Upton Volunteer Leadership Award went to Kathy Rossow. Anyone who's done volunteering in Southwest Michigan probably knows Kathy because she is a dynamo. She has been a volunteer leader in this region for many decades and has worked with literally hundreds of organizations. Keith Stevens has received the Volunteer United Service Impact Award for his work with Berrien County Cancer Service. The Volunteer United Business Partner Impact Award went to Honor Credit Union which offers its employees paid time each month to volunteer for the organizations of their choice. Tom Shack says the United Way makes it a priority each year to celebrate the people in Barry and Cass and Van Buren counties who step forward to help improve their communities. The city of South Haven is clarifying the traffic control orders for four parts of the city. The city council last night approved changing a typo to TCO for Phoenix Street. It made changes for Center Street with a school, made electric vehicle charging station parking only for EVs, and clarified overnight beach parking. Council member Wendy Anucky was surprised by the overnight parking issue. Wondering about overnight beach parking. Um, I guess I didn't, didn't really know that was a thing. So you cannot park on Lakeshore Drive, but there's certain areas such as the Triangle, the Chicago um, Ave parking lot, and then certain areas, certain roads. Um, there is beach parking overnight back there. So I think it's Kalamazoo Ave, maybe, and Grand Boulevard. That was City Manager Kate Hosier explaining where the parking's allowed. Hosier says people have been getting tickets for being parked overnight in areas where they can't leave their vehicles, and they want to clear that up. And the new Texas Corral in Stevensville is hiring. Manager Elizabeth Etheridge tells us they need to fill all positions, from cooking staff to servers to shift leaders. They do have a management team in place, but still need about 50 people to open the new restaurant on Red Arrow Highway. It's in the building previously occupied by Big Boy near the I-94 exit. Etheridge says the restaurant's not quite ready to announce an opening date, but it's waiting on some finishing touches to the interior. As staff are hired, they'll be sent to other Texas Corral locations to be trained. Etheridge says the management team at the restaurant's in a tent right out front taking applications from people. They'll be there 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. each day until they've hired enough staff. Anyone who wants to apply can just stop by. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. The latest hearing of the House Select Committee on the January 6, 2021 Capitol riot has wrapped up. ABC's Dave Packer has more. At today's hearing of the Select Committee investigating January 6, Republican Arizona House Speaker Rusty Bowers recalling a call from Donald Trump and his lawyer Rudy Giuliani where he says he was told that illegitimate votes were counted in the state's tally. Bowers questioned 
by Congressman Adam Schiff. So Mr. Giuliani was claiming in the call that there were hundreds of thousands of undocumented people and thousands of dead people who had uh, purportedly voted in the election? Yes. Uh, and you asked him for evidence of that? I did. Uh, and did he ever receive, did you ever receive from him that evidence uh, either during the call, after the call, or to this day? Never. And poll worker Shea Moss and her mother intimidated and threatened after lies that they suppressed votes. I've always um, been told by my grandmother how important it is to vote and how people before me, a lot of people, um, older people in my family did not have that right. Dave Packer, ABC News. Today's January 6th committee hearing centered on Republican officials claiming former President Donald Trump tried to pressure and intimidate them into overturning the 2020 election. In his favor, ABC's Andy Field has more. Arizona Republican House Speaker Rusty Bowers voted for Donald Trump. But when the president called him after losing the election and asked him to replace electors to keep Trump in office, Bowers responded, You are asking me to do something against my oath, and I will not break my oath. Election officials in Georgia also testifying that they refused Mr. Trump's pressure to change legal votes to him. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. Stocks rose broadly today on Wall Street, clawing back some of the ground they lost in their worst weekly drop since the beginning of the pandemic. The S&P 500 was up 2.7%. The benchmark index is still down roughly 21% from the record high it set in January. The tech-heavy Nasdaq was up 2.8%, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 2.3%. Kellogg rose 2.3% after the maker of Frosted Flakes and Rice Krispies said it would split into three companies. European markets ended mostly higher, while Asian markets closed mixed overnight. The yield on the 10-year Treasury rose to 3.3%. The Biden administration is meeting with oil executives this week to talk about high gas prices. More from ABC's Karen Travers. President Biden last week, in a blistering letter, called on the major oil refiners to produce more diesel and gasoline. But it's his energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, who will meet on Thursday with the CEOs from seven of those companies. A meeting the White House says it hopes will result in efforts to increase capacity. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre on Tuesday. The way that we view this uh, is what I mean by first step is they're going to sit down, have a conversation. The second step is coming up with solution and ideas. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. A new foot pursuit policy prohibits Chicago police from chasing people simply because they run away or if they're suspected of committing minor offenses. The policy announced today follows separate foot chases last year in which officers shot and killed 13-year-old Adam Toledo and 22-year-old Anthony Alvarez. It sets rules for when officers can and can't chase a person and when they must call off a chase. It's already started. Critics have demanded such a policy for years. Several other major American cities, including Baltimore, Philadelphia, and Portland, Oregon, already have such policies. The Texas Director of Public Safety has blasted the police response to the Uvalde school massacre. More from ABC's Derek Dennis. A blunt assessment from the state's public safety director on the Uvalde school massacre. The law enforcement response to the attack at Robb Elementary was an abject failure. Testifying before a Texas state senate hearing on the shooting, Stephen McGraw told lawmakers officers waited in a hallway and outside the school for more than an hour as the gunman carried out the May 24th attack, defying police active shooter training conducted nationwide since Columbine. You run to the sound of gunfire. When you get to gunfire, you don't stop. 19 students and two teachers killed. Derek Dennis, ABC News. President Biden is celebrating that virtually all Americans can now get a COVID-19 shot after authorization of the vaccines for kids under five over the weekend. 
Biden visited a vaccination clinic in Washington where some of the first shots were given to what had been the last major age group ineligible for vaccines, hailing it as an important pandemic milestone that will support the country's recovery. While anyone aged six months and up is now eligible for the vaccines, the administration is cautioning it expects the pace of shots for the youngest kids to be slower than older ones as parents are more likely to rely on their children's pediatricians to administer them. And the housing market is losing some of its steam as mortgage rates are rise, rising. ABC's Sherry Preston has more. The National Association of Realtors says sales of previously owned homes slowed for the fourth consecutive month in May. They were down 3.4 percent from April, the slowest pace since June of 2020. For now, prices are still rising, but so are interest rates. The average for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage climbed to 5.78 percent last week, and the median home price has now risen to $407,600, an all-time high, according to data going back to 1999. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.